Welcome to Jazz Shorts, everyone. It's Thursday, September 19th. The World Cup is over. Jazz players are probably sad. But in like, eh, like 10 days? Are jazz players sad? I don't I mean, know, maybe. Australia had a pretty good run. I don't um, know. America did, doesn't care about it. So, well. like, I think like, Donovan looked kind of sad, but seventh place, he's got to be a little bummed. That's I mean, probably. It's the like, worst U.S. finish in the modern era. Yeah, yeah. So We I'm, can get into that a little bit. But, um, but yeah. So, World Cup's finally over. But the good thing about that, Sean, is we can stop pretending about something we don't care about here in the United States. <laughs> and we can focus that in about ten days, nine days maybe. I don't know. Can't do math good. Um, training camp will begin. The season's here. Like the like I've always thought, never stops. I've always thought like the off season in the NBA is just so weird because it's like you have it doesn't feel like it actually comes until August, and then it's like oh it's the middle of September we're pretty much done with it so and, cool and then a month later yeah so yeah but we'll 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 get into everything get into a little bit of off season rankings today that SI went out with. Um, Welcome to Jazz Shorts, everybody. Ryan Miller, Sean Walker here <laughs> in the broadcast house. Yep. Yep, we're talking about the Jazz. We're talking about the Jazz. We're going to talk about the actual Jazz today and not <laughs> random Jazz players playing for their national teams. But we, we, will, talk, we will talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we'll touch on them. Because uh, we'll, we'll start off with that. Because uh, I think the big, the big question leading out of the World Cup is obviously the USA best players did not go. They did uh, not. Um, but did Donovan Mitchell's performance – Make him an Olympian next summer. Are you just going to open that up? Yeah. Because I think absolutely. I think Donovan Mitchell is one of probably three guys on this roster right now, like this World Cup roster, that is like automatic, send them to Tokyo, like don't even worry about it. Like if they accept the offer and everything, like you send them to Tokyo. I agree, and maybe not so much that I think he'll be the best option, but... I think they want to reward guys for being, hey, you came and you played during the World Cup cycle. And I think they want to kind of show that this uh, the World Cup cycle is important too. Yeah, and that so, doesn't even necessarily mean that he's a starter right away no, for the Olympics. Because you look like Steph Curry's already said he's playing. Like Damon Lillard's probably going to be playing. If he gets an invite. I think he'll get an invite. He'll get an invite. But, yeah, like, obviously there's a lot of players ahead of Donovan in the world of the NBA. Now, not like, oh, my goodness, a ton. But if we're looking at 12-man rosters here, like, yeah, he he probably isn't a top 12 USA player. But I think he showed enough that, again, he, he kept them in the game against France until, you know. We'll get into this. Mr. Uh, Kemba Walker decided to shoot him out of it. Um, but uh, he, he, so he did have bright moments. He probably wasn't as sh- star-showing as a lot of Jazz fans would have liked him to be. But really, I think he did. I think he, he showed enough. And with how USA Basketball wants to probably put importance on this event and how you do that as being like, yeah, Kemba, he led our team in points and assists. Donovan, he was second in points and assists. They led our team. They're going to get on their Olympic roster. And we might leave off a couple guys that might have been on otherwise, but you didn't show up last summer, so that's on you. <laughs> like, and, I, and I almost think that's what you, the U.S. has to do to try and make this a more of an important event. Well, and without saying it necessarily explicitly, Jerry Colangelo has 
very strongly said this summer that like yeah they're taking note of all of the guys who pull their names off of this world cup roster like they're going to remember this yeah and it wasn't like and when we talk about this like that that list doesn't include like a steph curry or a lebron james these guys they knew they weren't playing what they were mad about is you had the Damian Lillards, the Kyrie Irving, the guys who were in who, camp who said or called in we are going to play, and then one by one bailed. That I think really irritated the USA Basketball organization, and that opened a very big door for Donovan Mitchell to step through. <laughs> I don't think Kyle Kuzma is going to the Olympics. Kyle Kuzma Olympian. Um, but happen, I, Donovan Mitchell, I think, stepped through that door, and he will be in Tokyo next summer because he played this summer. So like. Which might not be a great thing for the Jazz, because that's a lot of basketball without a lot, a little bit of a break. So, but again, we've said it before. I mean, these guys are basketball yeah, junkies. Like I, they're going to be playing whether I, it's at yeah, the local I, Y or in international basketball. Like, why not make it on national? Team? The, all three Jazz guys that were in this all survived. None of them got injured. They're mostly injury free, and they're going to be way more in basketball shape come training camp than anyone who didn't play so all good things uh so yeah and rudy gobert in the first few weeks of the season watch out watch out speaking of which mr sean walker did the world any of the world cup performances change your opinion on the jazz players um so i did mention rudy gobert but I also thought that Gobert is arguably the best player on the Jazz. He's just the Jazz. I don't best think anyone's arguing that. Yeah, I mean, he's, just, <laughs> well, he's the best defensive player. So some people value offense over defense, whatever. Um, but I think the big, the big kind of performance uptick, or maybe popularity, or whatever. He's really popular already, I guess. But even on the on the floor, um, it's got to be Joe Ingles. The way Joe Ingles at times was able to kind of take over games for Australia was really impressive. Um, and if the Jazz can get that out of him fairly consistently, make him a very strong, consistent threat um, alongside Donovan and Mike Conley and the other guys, I think this Jazz team is going to be incredibly, incredibly dangerous. Yeah, I don't think anything changed my opinion. I think the, Kind of the cool thing about this World Cup is you almost saw the Jazz players do exactly what they do with the Jazz. Donovan could take over a game if he needed to. Rudy Gobert could completely control dominated entire offense looking at you united states of america um joe ingles just does everything he needs to do i loved when he's like oh i need to score 20 points tonight i'll score 20 points oh i need to get 10 rebounds tonight i'll get 10 rebounds that's just who joe ingles is um and so no i think it was kind of fun to see them playing their same roles they play with the jazz just with their countries um but i think maybe rudy might have had a bigger impact in America than other players just because of how he just completely controlled and dominated the friend and knocking the Americans out of the tournament essentially. And so I think he might come back with a little bit more respect than he might've had otherwise. So that's one. He had a lot of respect coming in though. Sure. I'm just yeah, talking about more ca- casual fans might've saw yeah. it a little more and mostly, you know why they got to see it. Cause great Popovich's game plan against him was garbage. Oh, here we go. Fire. Like, Hold on. I'm going to throw in some fire sound like right now. Like garbage. Like Argentina with Lucas whatever, like comes in the next game and kind of just takes Gobert out of the game. Just the way America could have done with the talent they have. But I feel like Bopovich, um, yeah, just didn't really – he didn't have it this tournament. I thought his rotations were weird. His game management was weird. 
And that's not even what I'm most mad about, Sean. During his post-game press conference, in uh, again after the United States lost to France, he gets a pretty simple question asked of him. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it kind of went to Donovan actually. The question was like, hey, Donovan, did they go away from you, or did France take you away from the game in the fourth quarter? And if you remember, Donovan had 29 points through three quarters. People were talking about like, oh my, this could be an all-time USA basketball performance. Could set the all-time record. And Donovan just like, no, they didn't. Simple. And Greg goes, you know, maybe you shouldn't just write, don't coach, just write. And it's like, dude, he wasn't coaching. He was asking a pretty simple freaking question because it deserved to be asked. What in the world happened? You had a guy that was going off, saving your team, and he gets one shot before the last minute like you're insane like that guy should be having the ball in his hand the entire time not Kemba Walker who was you know going over the fourth quarter and shooting you out of the game like that's what drove me nuts one Greg own your mistake and be like yeah that was on me we took a ball away from Donovan Mitchell and two that's a fair question stop trying to be all like high and mighty like sometimes the Popovich ditch I don't like so yeah, that was that's my rant on Greg Popovich, everyone. Um, yeah, it really did bother me though. Most of that, like, it's like, dude, it's, the guy's just doing his job, and it was totally merited. Everyone in the frickin' world was wondering the same dang thing, and you didn't give an answer. What happened, Greg? Was it you or was it France? We don't know because you decided to be a little smart aleck about it. When when Pop, I think we really like when Pop kind of almost playfully in a lot of ways sort of pokes back at the media and that sort of thing um, in fun ways but then when it's over like legitimate basketball issues that's where the problem but I mean this is this is kind of Greg Popovich motif I guess like I've heard it's like years. I've heard him say that same thing before and I actually think it's merited when he's getting questioned about like like simple rotation things like well why didn't he play 19 minutes instead of 17 and it's like yeah that's stupid you shouldn't be asking that question and but this one i thought was 100 percent like yeah like everyone is interested in this like what happened in the fourth quarter what made donovan mitchell not be controlling your offense because it's one thing if donovan you know doesn't score and is just missing shots he didn't have an opportunity the ball was taken out of his hand i was curious like i'm still curious like was it america being hero bali or was france just denying him the ball i would probably lean more to the former but we'll never know because greg popovich didn't answer anyway that's our end of our world cup talk everyone I look forward to Pop coming to Salt Lake so that Brian can ask him the important questions. Yeah, yeah. Greg, I got a beef. <laughs> in February. <laughs> so back in September when you were playing for <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. He, w- he would absolutely love that. Some t- Pop is actually really funny. Like, some days you'll get him and he is just amazing. Like, he's funny. He's very informative. And then there's just days that it's like, oh, he's just... Gonna give two two word answers and not gonna give you, and so maybe we'll get him on a good day. Probably not though, Um, but yeah. So the big thing coming, uh, like I love the off season because you just get these random like top one hundreds. SI does their big top one hundred list every year. Uh, The Jazz players had, or the Jazz had five players 
ranked in the top 65, the most of any team in the top 65. You know, okay. if we want to just Joe Ingles was 65, that's why we're choosing that number. Um, I think three other teams had everyone at five players in their starting five. Um, I believe Philadelphia ended up with the highest average of their starting lineup, quote unquote, or the guys in the. So, um, yeah, pretty good. So what we're going to do, Sean, you ready for this? Do you have it pulled up? I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. Sean, Sean, you got it? You got it. Uh, we're going to ask, should anyone be higher, lower? Did SI get it wrong? Or would you rather have the guy slated above, below the Jazz? So let's start with uh, Joe Ingles, number 65. I actually think this is kind of fair, but seems high at the same time. <laughs> so, Sean, would you rather have Joe Ingles or number 66, Brooke Lopez? Oh. Or 67, J.O.J. Reddick. Or 68, Jalen Brown. Or 69, Karis LeVert. I mean, I love me some Brooke Lopez. But he's a different player, so... Yeah, but that's the interesting... That's like, fair but J.J. Reddick? Um, would I rather have J.J. Reddick J- over Joe Ingles, though? Jalen Brown? I, I do think J.J. Reddick, at his best and his prime... You could certainly make an argument. Yeah, that's obviously. Um, right now, I think I'm taking Joe though. You I know, JJ JJ is not that much older than Joe. He's I like think. Two yeah, years. but I think I think Joe's a little bit more consistent. Um, I think he does a little bit more. He's a little bit more multifaceted. And when you're talking about playing alongside Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, I think he's maybe a better fit just because he can be different. Um, play differently, be more of a facilitator or a shooter. Or That's fair. Uh, J.J. Redick, though, did, I believe, just came off his career high in points per game. He did. And if you need just a pure shooter, I'd, I'd maybe take him over Joe. But um, Joe does But, a again, there is a little bit more of a consistency factor and just overall type play. Yeah, as I said, this one's kind of fair. Um, I look like, like, obviously, you can have discussions like Brooke Lopez is a different player, but it's like, eh, he might be a better player too, but maybe not. Like, And that's why, like, you'll probably find this a lot. Jalen Brown's interesting to me. Like, I think that's there's a little more potential with him. He has a little higher ceiling than Joe Eagles does. But right now on the surface, yeah, you probably want – and Levert, man. Is that even how you say it? Levert, Levert. He had that little, like, he obviously is coming off a very gruesome-looking injury, but before that, he was on fire, man. So if he can come back to that, probably would take him. Here's, here's one kind of in the same area. He's a little bit above Joe, so maybe it's not a fair comparison. But uh atlanta's trey young oh i would 62? take trey young in a heartbeat over joe Ingles. but he's he's only what one two three spots above jingles yeah th- but that's th- that's kind I mean, of like it's actually interesting like i would take jingles over robert covington probably um who was 64 eric gordon like all things considering i'd probably take eric gordon over joe Ingles. yeah Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I like Joe Ingles, but I think, take Eric Gordon I, again, I think this is a fair, fair one. It's actually, I, and I think it's a testament to Joe Ingles, man. 100%. Who would have said three years ago, even like two years ago, that this guy is like, in, yeah, he'll be in the top 65 players in the NBA. Like, could LA Clippers star Joe Ingles <laughs> be compared to Trey Young? 
Like be even in the same ballpark, I'll say. Be in the same no, ballpark. That, like, as no, Young. like like yeah, like, like first first year jazz Joe Ingles. Like this like, is it's it's kind of crazy. Just it's a testament to Joe Ingles, and it's maybe a little bit of a testament to Quinn Snyder that he knew how to use the man. Yeah. and yeah, and I think the kind of the same way you saw Australia use Joe Ingles, they just saw what Quinn Snyder did. It's like oh yeah, that, that's good. We should just do that. And so yeah, um, next on the list. We got the newest jazz man, Bohan Bogdanovich. At number 52, I'll say it. I feel like this is high. <laughs> um, Overall, numerically, it feels a it little feels bit high. high. It feels high. Like, But then I look at the guys that are around him. Like, I think Derek um, Favors in a, in a vacuum is a better player. Like, I think Bohan fits the jazz better, but... If we're just talking like starting franchises and drafting just random teams, I'm taking Derek Favors over Bohan. Like, like yeah, he can score, but he can't do a lot else. <laughs> like, he's a, a probably an average at best defender. He's not a great facilitator. Like, now he can score in a thousand yeah. different ways. So that's awesome. But that's kind of what you're getting is you're getting a big guy that can kind of score the ball. I I do like a little something out of Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, that I think some of the guys around him, which are guys like uh, like Lou Williams in L.A., John Collins in Atlanta, Danilo yeah. uh, up in New York, I think some of these guys don't have as much of this, but uh, leadership, and that's kind of the, the right. cliche answer, I guess, that coaches like to talk about and writers don't like to write and ask about. But I think the way that you saw Bojan really take over um, in Indiana when Oladipo went down, and that sort of became in a lot of ways, Bojan Bogdanovic's team. That's a fair point. Um, that's something that I think sort of measures into this calculation maybe a little bit that can also only benefit the Jazz coming up here. Different positions, obviously, but uh, Lou sure. Williams or Bojan. I take Bogdanovich. Really? Yeah, hot take. Hot take. I don't know if that's super hot. He's obviously ranked above him. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like um, I probably would take him over. Ugh, John Collins is good, though. I'd probably take him over Gallinari, who was sitting at fifty. That might be the end of the list, though. And I would definitely take favors over him. Lou Williams is close. Yeah, Buddy Hill Harris at forty-nine. I'd easily go Tobias Harris. So like I take him over Clint yeah. Capella and Otto Porter. Um, obviously they're factoring in Clay Thompson at 58 as an injured Clay Thompson. Um, otherwise he'd be much higher on this list. Uh, Gordon Hayward. I'm still a sperm lover. I take Bouillon. Okay. So it seems pretty fair. It just like, I think again, it's fair. I I would take Bouillon Bogdanovich and a side dish at Zupas over Gordon Hayward. Ooh. Is it, is it too soon? Oh, it wasn't too soon is the day after. Soon? Shout out to Zupas, who will never be a sponsor. Nope, never. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh. Speaking of sponsors, though, uh, KSL K- Classifieds. KSL Classifieds. Sean, what, what, what was the last thing you bought on KSL Classifieds? The last thing I bought? Yeah. I, did buy, I did buy a pair of... Uh, concert tickets or not concert tickets but uh, play tickets to uh, Hell Center Theater oh uh, what play what play um that will that will go on that will go nameless oh but, someone's embarrassed about his play choices um but I did buy a pair of tickets there uh, remarkably efficient and fast and easy experience 
Um, I recently sold a pair of concert tickets. Also, will come nameless because I won them. <laughs> and I made like 200 bucks. It was awesome. And you know what just stands that uh, KSL Classifieds has your cars, your boats, your tickets. I may just be naming things I buy frequently on this. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. So KSL Classifieds. KSL.com. Come for the Classifieds. Stay for the news. And especially sports news, please. Um, and moving back to the rankings, um, we, I think Donovan Mitchell is next. Yes. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell sitting at number 29. And this one... Top 30 overall player in the NBA. I feel like this is based off potential more than anything. Uh, but not really because he, he's... So I'm scrolling up a little bit. This and I'll, let me let me name you a couple of guys okay, okay. right just behind now just, just behind I feel it. like this one's interesting um who would you who of these guys I'll start at 35 who of these guys would you take over Donovan Mitchell okay okay Jason Tatum from Boston at 35 Ooh, probably not uh Devin Booker from Phoenix at 34 close but you've got Donovan De'Aaron wins. Fox from Sacramento I at love 33. De'Aaron that one's very close CJ McCollum at 32 Ooh. DeMar DeRozan, now of the San Antonio Spurs at 31. Um, and Luka Doncic, the, everybody's favorite. The only one 30. I would say is I would definitely take over him is Luka Doncic. And I think that's a f- very fair argument. But when I look at that group that's just behind Donovan, it's I can't fair. make a strong argument like, for any of those guys. To be Donovan ranked Mitchell. above him, and that's fair. And it's if you look actually at the, the – it's actually weird because I feel like this group – like, you have C.J. McCollum, which I love, Darren Fox, which just was amazing last year. I know he's on the Kings, so probably people don't notice him as much, but he was very, very good. Devin Booker, like, I, I feel like there's this weird Donovan Mitchell versus Devin Booker thing on Twitter all the time, and I don't know where it came from. It's like It probably came from Jimmer. <laughs> probably. Um, Devin Booker's awesome, Jazz fans. Like, you can love Donovan Mitchell. I disagree. You don't like Devin Booker. Pushed out my man James Taft for dead from Phoenix. <laughs> now, of course Devin I Booker being a little like soft in the summer, being like, we don't double team. We don't double team an open gym. That kind of ruined my opinion on him a little bit. It's like, dude, they, you're getting double teamed every game. You probably should be getting double teamed in open gym too. Sure. You know, practice and stuff. So, um, would That's I take why Donovan you're 34 Mi- in the, on this list and not 33, D-Book. Yeah, why would I take Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker? Yes, probably 10 times out of 10, but he's good. The interesting thing, though, is like going up. Like, Would you rather have Donovan over Kyle Lowry? Oh, man, that's tough. NBA Finals hero Kyle yeah, Lowry. That's a tough one. I don't know if I can make a really strong argument for Mitchell over Lowry. What about Chris Middleton? Um, Middleton does a lot of things that I think get overlooked. Yeah, he plays um, with Giannis. That, that hurts. And, I yeah, think and especially awesome. in Milwaukee, I think he gets even more overlooked. I think Mitchell will end up being better right now, and I don't think he is. What about number 26, Sean? Which brings us to the next jazz man. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Donovan Mitchell or Michael Conley? I mean, Donovan Mitchell is the only reason that Mike Conley is going to be wearing, suiting up in a jazz uniform this year, right? No, they, they traded him, so he had no choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm just perpetuating a 
a Facebook stereotype. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. But Facebook, Facebook is also Facebook is also still talking about the FIBA World Cup finals because it happened a week ago, mm-hmm. and Facebook is. Yeah, we're also talking about it. So <laughs> that was last segment. Come on. Now. <laughs> so would I take Donovan over Mike Conley? If I'm building, if I'm building a team from scratch, Mike Conley is probably a pick I make before Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I I think uh, my, just because I think it's really important to get your point guard right. Here's a here's might be a hot take. I think Conley might be the underrated Jazz player on this list. Underrated. Yes, I would one hundred percent take him over Drew Holiday, who's ranked above him. Mm-hmm. I would take him over Pascal Siakam. Mm, yeah, Siakam feels a little I overrated ta- at 24. I would take him over Ben Simmons. I would take him over Brad. Oh, maybe not Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill's awesome. Um, I probably wouldn't take him over Bradley Bill. I would 100% take him over Chris Paul right now, though. Jeff and, and Ryan showing up there. And I would take him over Kemba Walker. Mm, I don't know if I can do that. And I, I also think of UConn's Kemba Walker. Yeah, you, apparently Kemba Walker is really good. I'm just like I love Mike Conley. I think he is easily one of the best point guards in the league, and just has never gotten the gotten the name recognition as some of these other guys. Al Horford, yeah, I'd probably take over Mike Conley over. So I can go down this list, and maybe it's because I've watched the Jazz for so long, and they've needed a point guard for so long that I'm probably maybe overrating him in my mind. But that's not. I'm thinking of the. Memphis Grizzlies, Mike Conley, I love how he controls the game. He can control it so much, just it's just so good. He's so good. And I'm excited to see him do that in Utah. And so, yeah, when I look through this list, I'm like, yeah, I probably would take him over guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. guys like, like Draymond Green, like Al Horford. And so it's like, I almost feel like he might be 10 spots too low. And that might be 100% crazy to some. Like Ben Simmons. I might take Ben Simmons overall. <laughs> ben Simmons seems pretty low at 22, right? Or 23. Does that seem low for Ben? That feels right to me, but really? I'm also not a Ben Simmons apologist. Okay, well, me either at all, really, but I feel like he's better than 23. But, but you know who I will apologize Because, like, all for? these guys that I'm saying I'd take him over, I'd probably take Ben Simmons over them, too. <laughs> you know who I will apologize for, though? Okay. The top-rated jazz man on this list. Coming in at number 14. Above Draymond Green, by the way. Definitely above Draymond <laughs> Green. The Stifle Tower himself, Mr. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. What do you think about number 14, Ryan? Does that feel... Here, here's like the question. Like, I know there's a lot of top 10 talk for Rudy. Um, and I think like when you say that, like, oh, top 10 player. Like, yeah, he probably sounds like a top 10 player. And then you look at the top 10 and you're like, I don't know if I'd take him over any of those guys. <laughs> so the, the measuring stick right there is the number 10 player. Again, according to Sports Illustrated and SI.com, um, and number 10 right now is Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Would you have Rudy Gobert? I would, I'm sorry, Jazz fans, but I would take Damian Lillard over and, Rudy and, Gobert. Like, I think Rudy Gobert has a unique impact that is not seen heavily all the time. I think he is the Jazz, clearly the best offensive player, or defensive player, excuse me. But I think there's an argument can be made that he is the best offensive player for how he makes everything move around him. Fair. Um, that being said, I think the only, I think there's, 
I think he, in my mind, on this list, he should be 11. I, I think that's a good argument. I think he would be, I would, I don't think, if you're starting a franchise right now, I think you would be insane to take number 11 Jimmy Butler over Rudy Gobert. I think you would be insane to take Russell Westbrook over Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert. Mm-hmm. I think you would be, and this one's a little iffy, Carl Anthony Towns or Rudy Gobert. That's that one, maybe the best that one's, comparison. That one's like the, uh, would you rather have more? Uh, but even then, I don't think it's a question in my yeah. mind who's better. Rudy Gobert is better. Then to the that so then ten and obviously um Kevin Durant is not on this list because he will not be playing because he's injured. Um, but uh, so you're looking at Rudy Gobert at the 10, 11, 12 range, depending on where you're feeling about it. I I could totally see people taking Rudy Gobert over Damian Lillard. I'm probably with you though, Sean, and say I'd probably rather have Dame. Yeah, and, and now, that just, this isn't like oh on the Jazz. I'd rather trade like that's not saying the Jazz should trade Rudy Gobert or Damian Lillard. I'm saying everything being equal, I think most franchises would probably rather have Damian Lillard than Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I mean, I again with with Dame sort of being that dividing line um, that feels it it feels fair to put Rudy just outside of that. Yeah, and there's well, and whether there, that's at eleven or fourteen. And I mean, there's other guys that are now. like probably other people would have arguments like Joel Embiid, which I sure you can have an argument. I question Nikola Jokic a little bit. Yeah, you. In, on but so like 10. when you're talking big man, you could you might have an argument over them. Um, and, and I think that's a fair argument, but I also think it's completely fair to have them ranked above Rudy as well. So I think... Again, top 10 or top 100 list, so, whatever, they're all subjective. They're yeah. very subjective. So, so in our minds, I am putting Rudy Gobert 11 on this. Mike Conley probably somewhere around like 17. <laughs> Which probably is a little crazy. I will openly admit that. My love of Mike Conley might be a little, little too much. But, but I also don't know if like Bogdanovich is really 52. But Mitchell seems about right. So I think the Jazz, in our minds, have probably two top 20 guys. Three, definitely three top 30 guys. I think SA more or less got it right. Um, except for they're undervaluing Mike Conley. That's my... It's gonna be my take. I'm, I'm and I'm take. I'm, I'm gonna be sitting on that even when he struggles. I'm, I'm probably never getting off that hill. <laughs> I will die on the Mike Conley as a top twenty player hill. And of course, they're overvaluing Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one. They're undervaluing, or overvaluing? Did you say they're undervaluing? Oh, I actually think you know. I think they're kind of overvaluing Kawhi Leonard. Oh, hot take. Number two. I think everyone's remembering his playoff run, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it's an entire season, too. <laughs> if he's playing 60 games for me, I don't think he should deserve to be number two. It's just me. It's fair. And LeBron James is still in the league, so he probably should still be number one. LeBron's still decent. Yeah, he's pretty all right. Um, so, yeah. So that is Jazz Shorts. Guys, next time we, we talk, we're probably going to be talking about training camp. Well, our favorite storylines going into training camp is because guess what, everyone? We made it. We made it. The dog days of summer are over. We're so close to not being able just to speculate and to actually talk about basketball. NBA basketball. The ones we talk about. So let's talk about real basketball next week. All right. That's it. That's uh, Josh Schwartz, everyone. We'll see you next time.